passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. As if they don't have too much on their plates. The Kings of Combat Sports Podcast, John and Wade. They'll talk about the things they did that day. They'll analyze the work of Vince and Triple H. You want to smack down. 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 Hello, everybody. It's John Pollock and Wei Ting here with you on a Friday night. Welcome all, because everyone is here for the beginning of Rewind to SmackDown. And we are going to be going through both episodes and chatting about the news uh, that came out tonight. Obviously, the uh, the biggest story uh, from, from anything uh, tonight was the injury to Big E uh, that you saw, just a horrendous fall uh, that he took, taking a belly-to-belly suplex on the floor from Ridge Holland. And it, Wei, like I just leaped out of my seat when I saw it. It was such a bad landing. And then afterward, this was not shown on television, but he was taken out on a stretcher, uh, did put his his thumbs up for the crowd, and that, that video was circulating everywhere. And then shortly after, he was taken to hospital and did post a video. And sadly, he has a broken neck. So it is going to be a, a long recovery for something uh, so significant. Uh, to his credit, uh, sounded in as positive uh, an spirit as you could possibly have um you know just stating to everyone not to worry he was you know moving his hands and such it's a good thing that he he has the the, the use of his functions but you know a, a broken neck is obviously very very severe very severe and um you know like i i mean i think he's under probably great care right now but you know, the the next 24 hours, I imagine, are, are going to be very, very difficult and, and scary. It's a great point. Like, it's, you know, he's there for observation. They are probably running tons of tests. So, I mean, it's it's, it's hardly anything you can probably have a, a conclusive diagnosis of that that quick. I mean, he put that video out probably within two hours of the injury. And kind of shows you, I think, you know, his headspace. I mean, you know, like, think about it, thinking about this. Like, I, I imagine it's among the scariest moments of his life, you know, going through something like this. And it seems like at least, you know, a, a big part of his concern is to make sure that the people that are worried about him aren't worrying, you know, before they go to bed. You're recording a video from the hospital when you can't move your head to tell the people, hey, you guys can go to bed tonight. I can move my fingers don't worry about me. Like, man, just, just kind of shows you what, what type of person he is. And, um, I, I certainly hope he, he makes, uh, as full of a recovery as humanly possible. And, uh, uh, and, and we get to see, see more of him. Um, I know it's probably going to be a while though. It, it'll probably be a, a, a long time, but, uh, certainly, yeah, we, we wish all of our best uh, to him. It's, you know, it's, it, it's not just whenever you talk about an injury so severe, I mean, we always, we, we focus on the physical and sometimes like it's, like mentally, that's really tough for any performer to go through. Mm-hmm. Of here is day one of what is going to be a very, very long path uh, back to 
what is your what is your livelihood? Um, there's just it, it, it's so much that uh, comes with such a significant injury. And it's another reminder of just, I think, how much we all should respect anybody who decides to do this. It's it, it is a very high risk, you know, physical activity, especially at such a high level. Yeah. I mean, when, when you watch it, I mean, it just like it just seemed like Holland was just trying to like you, you could see he struggled at first and then it was just using his sheer power to get him over. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, not the most um, dangerous uh, t- type of maneuver, but sometimes like that is just how many suplexes did, did we see tonight, John? You know, how many like exploder suplexes or belly to belly suplexes tonight? You know, it's like. It, the, the the risk of injury is there for every single one. And, and I mean, unfortunately, every, I mean, unfortunately it's the same person, but how many times have you gasped watching Big E do that, that spear to the floor that uh, sometimes has been extremely scary looking and has always uh, pulled it off as well. So yeah, nonetheless um, we will get into the show proper, but that was obviously the, uh, the biggest thing coming out uh, of tonight and wishing him um, as I, I say speedy recovery, but it, you know it's not going to be speedy when you're talking about a broken neck. But let's say uh, hope for a full recovery um, mm. that he can that he can have. So we are doing uh, the first portion of the show, which is free for everybody here on uh, YouTube and the Post Wrestling Cafe. For those that want the entire show, which will include our review of Rampage and your phone calls, you can join postwrestlingcafe.com. It's uh, $6 a month that gets you in the door uh, with access to all of our bonus content, our entire archives, a custom RSS feed for the bonus shows, and access to Rewind to SmackDown, the entirety, every Friday night where it goes down. Yeah, and uh, also this week coming up, Ask Away is back, and uh, soon to come, MC Reviews, and the entire archive of Patreon-exclusive shows. I think over 400 Maybe even close to five at this point. It's 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 mounting. We have 105 editions of Rewind Away up there, including uh, this this week's review of TNA Hardcore Justice 2012, a show that that lives in infamy among all TNA fans. It's like oh, Hardcore Justice, August of 2012, feels like just yesterday. Yes, Austin Aries, Bobby Roode, the Bound for Glory series tournament, Aces and Eights, the Summer of Claire Lynch, all of that uh, coming to a head at Hardcore Justice. Always a joy to step back into early 2010s TNA. Yes. All right. So we are going to get into SmackDown first, uh, taking place from the... Uh, actually, uh, b- before we go into that, I, we, we should uh, talk a bit about the, uh, the on-sales today, um, particularly for AEW. We have not seen any figures yet for um, Stand and Deliver, but I am very curious to see how that NXT show performs. They are running the American Airlines Center. Um, but today, AEW put uh, five different events uh, went on sale. They did have pre-sales yesterday, but this was the, the public on sale. And the biggest one is their California debut, where they are going to be going to the Forum in Inglewood, California, and uh, running what is a pretty sizable building on, on June 1st. And according to the, uh, the latest data that had come from uh, WrestleTix and uh, Dave Meltzer, is that they have put out over 12,500 tickets. And the setup is only... Like they have like under 200 tickets remaining. So this is going to be a sellout. And the forum has been a tough venue 
uh, to draw at. Um, WWE has not run uh, the arena since December of 2015. They did a house show uh, with Brock Lesnar and drew about 8,000 uh, for that show. The, the biggest shows there were when WCW was at its peak and I think had a larger setup because it wasn't there for TV. But um, th- this is a, it's, it's a tremendous figure to basically be sold out your first day, which by, by wow. the time we're talking now, they may have moved those uh, 150, 160 tickets. So a huge yeah. debut for California. That, I mean, it, it's fantastic news for professional wrestling and obviously uh, fantastic news for AEW. You know, there's a lot of pent up uh, demand, you know, for, for, for uh, this product in that market um, kind of makes you ask the question, could they have gone for a bigger venue? It was tough. Like the, the like the forum is not like the 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 main uh, arena. It's not the the staple center, but there was obviously a lot of demand for this first uh, California date. And I think you, you know, especially first time in a market like like Los Angeles, it was going to have a lot of a lot of impact. And yeah, it's it's an interesting question. If AEW as it continues to look at what they scale, their their larger uh, not just pay per views but larger TVs for. Of, of what size venues they're going for. Like Detroit was another one that went on sale today and they're running little Caesars arena, which is a, a huge venue in Detroit. So it, it gives you a mindset of what they are um, going for in, in certain markets. Uh, so there you go. That was the AEW news uh, coming out of uh, tonight, but SmackDown uh, started the exact same way that raw did with the Madison square garden angle, which is record setting way. The most watched Instagram post in WWE history was this angle from Saturday night with blood. The most watched Instagram post. Okay. For WWE. For WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For WWE most watched Instagram post. Interesting. Okay. Um, like is like a, like a video, like how long was a video? I have um, to ask. I don't know. Cause you know, like these videos that like are like six seconds long, they loop like you know, like all like like thirty thirty times in the span of a minute, and each of those times is like a different view. Does that is is that what's going on here, or is this legitimate? Come on, I I find these sort of Instagram stats questionable. At least it means this is the biggest main event in the history of WrestleMania. <laughs> Instagram has proven it. Yeah. So out comes Brock Lesnar in Alabama with his cowboy hat on, and it's angry Brock Lesnar. He says that Reigns changed the rules of the game. And for the last six days, he's looked in the mirror and he says, look at this. And the camera goes in close, but his cowboy hat is giving this shadow that it's impossible to see the wound on his eye from uh, Braun or from Reigns drawing first blood on Brock. And Lesnar is here for blood and he launches the title belt and nearly takes out Pat McAfee. Well, at least he's a, you know. You imagine this thing just getting whipped at you? That's not like a tiny thing, and it's just coming for your head. Guy had to like duck. I mean, uh, getting like having a beach ball thrown at me from Brock Lesnar, I don't think would be, um, you know, very fun. This this is in between a beach ball and a car door. Remember that? Yeah, somewhere in between. Well, at the very least, I'm sure like Pat McAfee has the proper insurance, you know, for a, a contracted wrestler, I suppose. So he calls out for Reigns and is yelling blood for blood. So folks, I think we're getting blood at WrestleMania. That's my takeaway here. Heyman comes out and says, Roman is not here tonight. So Lesnar asks, well, who is going to protect you if Reigns isn't here? And he chases Paul and we go to the back and Paul Heyman has to run. And 
I, I use that loosely as he made his way to a getaway car as Lesnar's running into security and just murders these fools in the back and is too late to catch Heyman in the getaway car. And that was our opening segment. Yeah. I mean, it was a, a decently intense opening. Um, I think I, I, for, for whatever reason, like Roman wasn't around for this one, probably would have helped a little bit, but I thought Brock, you know, coming out all pissed off and uh, emotional, you know, certainly was a different look. To, to, There's no goofiness. Like this was like serious Brock. And I think yeah. you're going to get a pretty intense final couple of uh, weeks before WrestleMania. And I, I think like we're certainly getting blood in this match at WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. You know, after um, <laughs> many criticisms of, of uh, hey, we don't do that sort of stuff gory self-mutilation well you, you saw where the that where the cut was like that was not a blade job that was like hmm. he probably just like nailed him and uh to, to open him up like that's God. they do have I... this weird thing like to, to the average person blading sounds really grotesque it's a lot safer than just ramming a guy with your fist to open him up hard uh, especially when it's brock lesnar doing it as we saw the results with uh randy orton infamously I mean, they're clearly using it as a tool to tell this story they have, you know, with the Madison Square Garden angle. Um, I, I, if they are doing hard way, like, I, I don't know why you would continue with that risk. I mean, who, who's really going to criticize you at this point? Well, they can't be, uh, they don't want to be called out for self-mutilation. Well, okay, then I guess letting somebody else mutilate you is a bit better. With their, with their knuckle. So... Michael Cole transitions from this segment by saying, we have to move on to another issue that has become personal. It is the destruction of the new days, ATV. And he recapped the <laughs> destruction of the ATV, which Michael Cole said, Seamus and Ridge Holland would abscond last week. <laughs> Absconded with the ATV. Oh, how dare they abscond the ATV. Uh. And we go to the back and Megan Morant is with Seamus and Holland with their sledgehammers. And they explain that they did them a favor because now the ATV is lighter and faster. And (laughs) that's funny. (laughs) They have brought along somebody that is even deadlier than two sledgehammers. You might know him by another name, but we know him as Butch and in walks Pete Dunn as Holland and Dunn uh, reunited Pat McAfee's crew all slowly coming back together here on SmackDown. And uh, this was the, the introduction of Pete Dunn, who uh, I, I had heard uh, some whispers about Pete Dunn being called up. And it would be quite interesting to see how he would be revealed on the show. And this was uh, this is how he was introduced. Butch. So, so I start the show a little bit later, just you know, to have that buffer space. And I mean, already, the, the <laughs> Cena was messaging me. Oh no! Oh my God! Is is this was what, what happened? Is this Pete Dunn stuff true? And I'm like, what what what, what happened to Pete Dunn? <laughs> they named him Butch. <laughs> what a terrible tragedy! Yeah, he not only did they rename him. <laughs> The guy comes out like looking like Oliver Twist, you know, like he's wearing like he's like he's got the same tailor as like, you know, Ridge Holland. Now he's basically a mini version of Ridge Holland. Like he's like their kind of like small friend, you know, like he's their Spike Dudley. 
They should have. Um, they should have brought him up with uh, MSK, and they they really they just could have been the little rascals. They they really could have absolutely yeah. It's it's a, it's of a similar era, right? Anyway, but when you think about it. How else is a guy like Pete Dunne going to succeed in Vince McMahon's system other than being a Watch. Spike Dudley for like these two other guys in some sort of 1920s <laughs> gimmick, right? Like it, it it does make sense when you think about like the WWE, you know, like I don't think Vince will ever in, in his mind ever bring up a guy like Pete Dunne's fresh out of NXT UK or NXT and have him go 50-50 with a guy like Seamus, um, he's going to have to like, for him to fit in his picture, he's going to have to be introduced as sort of like this uh, scrappy, you know, small, pit small bull. guy, the, the pit bull. bull. Yeah. The bulldog, the pit bull running out of dogs, I think to use, but it's, it's his foot in the door. It, uh, and honestly, at this point, it's either a role like this or jobbing like on NXT to football players, you know, so it might be the better of the two. No, instead he's paired with uh, ex rugby player uh, in Ridge here. To be quite honest, like, yeah, the name is completely goofy. People will get over the name. People get over every name. I, I, I do not. I'm not one of those people that gets. Oh my god, I can't believe the name. Like, th- there's tons of silly names that we always have to. I mean, Christ, he's teammate Ridge Holland. I mean, <laughs> but I think it's more so. Outside of the na- the name itself, it- it's the idea that you're pretty much like you know divorcing the Pete Dunn character that we've grown to love up until this point from what that this Pete Dunn way. If he was brought up as Pete Dunn, I think he'd be DOA on this. On this I, main I agree. Like, I agree. With zero you. chance of him going anywhere as Pete Dunn. This oh, I'm yeah. not saying this is going to be uh, completely change his fortunes, but let's look at this on the surface. Okay, he's called up to the main roster. That comes with, you know, an elevation for, your, you know, your, your status. You are you are paired with like a solid mid-card act. And going into this, I think it was very clear this was going to be a mania program that he was going to have in several weeks with the New Day up until this injury. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's does. clearly what this was building to. I thought with, you know, the intro. Why would you introduce as a third man for Seamus and Holland if not for Woods to be back? And we get a six man at Mania. So, I mean, yeah, it's it comes off goofy, but I I would say if you have main roster aspirations, like Pete Dunn as technician, Pete Dunn coming up that you had seen in NXT, that version would have just I, I wouldn't have even given him a week before he would have been just forgotten. Yeah, um, it's just there's no reason why a Pete Dunn wouldn't work. But it's it's only because we know that the, like the way this guy produces TV and his taste and how he looks at people under a certain height level that I, it would have been really tough for me to see you know bruiserweight Pete Dunn coming coming up and succeeding at a high level. But and, and this one yeah. might not pan out at all for him. Like he might just be the fall guy for Sheamus and Ridge, and he's a total joke. But well, at this at this point, I mean, what do you think the match will be? Okay, so let's say, I mean, from from what you hear, is Woods okay to come back? No, I I was just I, I had not heard that. I'm just saying, like the way that this was done with mm-hmm. bringing him up, like why would you be bringing up a third man if if that was not your idea that they must feel that that Woods is ready and to do that in a couple of weeks at WrestleMania? Now with this big E injury, like that throws everything out the window. Well, I mean, you you know, at this point, one of the two, either Ridge or, P- or Butch, um, could could just simply be accompanying them ringside, 
you know, just uh, just as a, a you could do Seamus and it, like if Woods is in fact ready, like you could certainly do Kofi and uh, Woods against whatever mm-hmm. your combination is probably Seamus and Ridge. Um, yeah. But I mean, prior to the injury, like I just thought, like if you were not doing the six man, why would you be bringing up done three weeks before WrestleMania? Mm. So anyway, um, the match itself, um, Holland wrestles it without the, uh, the face mask on. And I mean, it's really trivial to kind of uh, go through this match. Um, the, the spot is the belly to belly on the floor. And man, it just do not watch this. Um, Butch, th- these guys all like it. When you watch Jessica Carr, just like run over, like everyone could see like this. It was not one of those where he just pops up and it looked bad, but he's okay. I think mm-hmm. everyone had a sense that, okay, something went wrong and they've got to continue here, not just for the re- duration of the match, but they have an angle to do afterwards, which I'm sure Big E was supposed to be part of. So mm-hmm. uh, Butch distracts Kofi and Sheamus just hits him with this leaping kick in the corner, pins Kofi, and they credit Butch with the distraction. <laughs> it's going to take me a while to get used to Butch. <laughs> Butch. You just, are you thinking about Luke? Yeah, yeah. Um, Butch attacks Kofi with forearm strikes and Cole, all he says is that the medical team is tending to Big E, but they do not show him. You do not see the stretcher, none of that. And uh, Kingston is just left uh, laid out here at the end of the segment. So it was like these guys just had to scramble afterwards. I'm sure their their minds were elsewhere on, mm-hmm. on Big E at this point. So, I mean, really hard to give any kind of analysis to this match. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it seemed like they were close to the finish anyway, but I, I can't imagine maybe what might have changed, but it, it's all pretty irrelevant, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, they showed a replay of the Kevin Owens segment from Monday and Steve Austin's response, so the question mark is off the graphic. Kayla Braxton is with former Intercontinental Champion Sami Zayn, and they showed the TMZ footage. They did an angle with TMZ where Johnny Knoxville flew a plane over L.A. with Sami Zayn's phone number. So we're doing a doxing angle for WrestleMania and Zayn is just aghast that WWE would air this footage. He's bringing up privacy laws. He's had no time to prepare for Ricochet, his rematch tonight, because his phone's been blowing up. And Cole notes that there have been 11,000 phone calls and text messages to Sami Zayn's phone. Zayn explained it got so high that the text messages, once they reach, uh, Whatever it is, nine nine hundred ninety nine. It just goes to an exclamation mark because it's such a high number. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I've. I don't. I'm certainly never. I have never gotten happened. a thousand text messages. Um, answer. Yeah. Um. But I've I've had the exclamation mark. So that's a, that's a pretty interesting description. He he is just so entertaining when he's suffering and he's upset. How can you air this? <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Drew McIntyre comes out. He is awaiting the Viking Raiders who are attacked backstage by Corbin Moss, Jinder Mahal and Shanky Mahal, Shanky and Moss come out. Drew is fighting them off. And then uh, Mahal grabs Drew by the leg. Corbin's out. It's four on one. Corbin makes his comeback or sorry. Drew makes the comeback as Corbin just watches on. This included a Michinoku driver to Shanky and he grabs Angela and points the sword at the WrestleMania sign. I, I feel just so much for the, the Drew McIntyre, who, I mean, this is the literal embodiment of a performer just spinning his wheels through the most important season of the year. Yeah, swinging his sword, you know, if you want to be even more literal, John. Um, just a generic build to a match that I don't think anybody can care for ahead of a WrestleMania. 
it's it's a it's a real waste of, of a Drew McIntyre, unfortunately. And you know what? Like it'd be one thing if the story was good, but the story is not. Everybody, it's it's just... a TV program, and it's a TV program that I mean, dude, they were wrestling at the January first pay per view. Mm-hmm. This is gonna yeah. be a three plus month program by the time it wraps. Uh, and who knows, maybe for uh, this backlash show where we'll get it again. There's no way. There's uh, I, I should never I should never say that. Ronda Rousey comes out and she's got a promo segment. She calls WrestleMania one of the biggest matches of her career, and that Charlotte revealed her grappling ignorance, calling Ronda a one trick pony that can only win with the armbar. That's like calling Mike Tyson a one trick pony because of his knockout power. I have thousands of ways towards the armbar, and I have refined the ankle lock. That was taught to me by my mentor, Kurt Angle. And I might tap Charlotte out with that ankle lock at WrestleMania. I really like this tie-in to the ankle lock last week and mm-hmm. giving like a storyline reason for it. I liked it too. Absolutely. Yeah. When she did the ankle lock, I think I thought it was just, oh, okay, this is like one of WWE's five like legit shoot moves. Okay. There's <laughs> There's the armbar. There's the triangle. I guess if you're the Undertaker, you can have the Gogo Plata, and then inevitably, like somebody will do a Kurt Angle style ankle lock, even though I've never seen it in an, in an MMA fight. But um, this is you know in the realm of what they consider to be a shoot move. But this week they actually backed it up with you know legitimate story. Of course, we all remember um, Kurt teaming with Ronda Rousey for uh, that match, or was it a yeah? Was it yeah. a match? Man, it was a long time ago. The WrestleMania match. The, her first match. There you go. So anyway, yeah, I liked it. Flair interrupts and says, it will be the biggest fight of your life. And you didn't tap me out last week. Uh, I was in heels and you're not going to tap me out. Rhonda says, I already have. Uh, I was waiting for, for them to show the, uh, the Instagram post of their tag match at Madison Square Garden last weekend when she tapped Charlotte out. That part didn't happen. Well, no. I mean, if, if, not enough people watched it on Instagram. It didn't count. So Flair says that Rousey is a fighter, but there is a reason that I'm the most decorated women's wrestler. I'm not impressed with some ankle lock. And she says that she is going to make Rousey tap out and Rousey dares her to try, but Flair instead leaves. And we got for at least one night only the return of, uh Oh, oh goodness. Uh Oh, yeah, drop this one cold. Brought it back. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, crowd chanted, you tapped out, and Rhonda, her, her ending line was just that she'll either take Charlotte's f- arm home or she'll tap out at WrestleMania. Uh, I, I do not think Rhonda in, like, speaking segments is the best, but I, I thought, like, this, they, they had some material here. Charlotte was good to play off of, and it was uh, better than I would have expected if you told me that Rhonda's going to do, like, a five- to six-minute speaking segment with Charlotte. I think Ronda continues to sound more and more natural the more reps she gets in front of the crowd. And I think the more, you know, they refine her with coaching and direction. Um, I thought she did a good job setting the story here, telling us why she picked up the ankle lock. And overall, like, you know, on a show where so much of the storytelling is centered around like ATVs and stealing swords and uh, other bullshit like that. I welcome a story where, you know, the the principal narrative is, can you tap me out? Can I tap this person out with this move? You know, if I can avoid the armbar, can you pull off an ankle lock on me? 
like that to me is just pure professional wrestling storytelling and and it and it puts focus on the match um so I, I i enjoyed the story here all right uh so we're about midway through the show so we are going to sign off now for the youtube portion of rewind to smackdown and then we're going to continue with the uh the second half of smackdown and then do our review of rampage before we open up the phone line so we're going to say goodbye to youtube if you want to hear the rest of the show post wrestling cafe.com is where you can go that is correct but first i want to thank max who sends a five dollar super chat just because doesn't even have a message i think he just likes us that much so thank you max max thank you so much if i could translate that five dollars into a credit for you for the post wrestling cafe i would but i don't have that technology um so i hope you join us there and i hope all of you guys join us right now at the post wrestling cafe which where we will also be taking your zoom calls we do that every friday night so join the show Call in. Let us know your thoughts on all the events in this week in professional wrestling. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Back, back.